this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor here at Northwood Baptist Church in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. like to welcome you to episode 92 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and uh, we're looking forward to talking about some science stuff today. So make sure that before you uh, leave the podcast today, or even right now, just invite someone to come and listen, Facebook, Twitter, text, and and uh, thank you so much for all that you've done to just get the word out. I know that some of our, even our own Life Connection Group leaders are playing the some sections in their Life Connection Group, especially when it has to do with the, the message and all those kind of things. So it might be something that you want to think about as well, whether you go to Northwood or not. So anyway, we're asking you to just keep on extending your reach and just letting people know how they can connect their life to the biblical principles and make a difference in our world. Um, Pastor, I think uh, this is an ongoing question with uh, Christians of today, especially because they get bombarded so much about, you know, I don't believe in God. I believe in science. And so somehow... Follow the science. Yeah. Follow the science. Exactly. Somehow it's become this thing that they're mutually exclusive. Yep. And that somehow, if you believe in God and, and the Bible, that you're just, uh, you know, some hick from the, the backwoods of nowhere. And that that's the only reason that you believe the Bible. Which is true about me. <laughs> and, and me as well. But, <laughs> but, but regardless. Right, right, uh, right. You know, I, I think the question that I'd like to ask, you know, is, is science and Christianity really compatible? You know, is it something that they have to be mutually exclusive yeah. or is it ways yeah. that, you know, that we as Christians can say, okay, the science is also working with the scripture and, and helping us understand more about yeah. God and his creation. Yeah. Our culture today would certainly say that science and Christianity are not compatible at all. You have to choose one or the other. And if you choose Christianity, if you choose believe in God, then you are not scientific at all. But historically, that has not been the case at all. Historically, mm. um, you know, uh, many scientists would at a very minimum uh, believe in some type of intelligent design. So mm-hmm. historically, that's not been the case. But in our current culture, you know, science and Christianity don't play well together, do they? No. Did you like science in school? Were you a pretty good science student? I, I thought I was until I got into high school, and yeah. I, I realized I just liked the thought of science. I didn't... Uh, yeah, I like. I had a hard time too. with biology, I for instance. Too. So I, I wanted to be a doctor, like a real one, a medical doctor. Have I told you this story? No, go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to hear that's, it. That was kind of my goal when I was a kid uh-huh. until I got to high school and started taking biology classes. And then <laughs> I was pre-med. When I went to Mercy University... Mm-hmm. As a music major, I also was looking at doing the pre-med wow, route as well. I didn't so realize I, I, that. I, I, yep. I was pre-med for one week. <laughs> it's like, I, I, oh, this is not going to work for me. So I, I backed out pre-med completely and went another route. Um, so, yeah. And, and so, so I remember two things. One, in high school, I took chemistry mm-hmm. and I about blew up the school. Oh, Seriously, man. we had to evacuate wow. the school. Yeah, I tell my kids this story, and they, they think it's the funniest story oh, ever. Oh, I'm sure they do. We did some kind of experiment in chemistry, and I mixed the wrong chemicals in the wrong way or something, and mm. it set off all the smoke detectors. We evacuated. Yeah, so so I kind of knew then, you know, science might not be my thing. Uh. Uh, and so in college, I think I told you this story. I took environmental science. 
That was the one where I had to follow the duck around. I oh, told that story. I, yeah, I, 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 I do remember the duck story. <laughs> that was terrible. That was a terrible. It was an interesting class because we went on field trips. Like we went to the pond and uh-huh, watched ducks yeah. sit around all day long. <laughs> we went to the waste uh, management facility and saw the poopy water and it, that was i get that yeah. that 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 trip really stunk yes it? it was a stinky trip uh, there you go <laughs> wah, wah, wah. so the whole the whole point of that class was to teach us to you know be i don't know be lovers of the earth and take care of, of it course. and recycle of and all course. those kinds of things yes. which i mean which which was helpful it really was you know i learned a lot about water and where it goes and Interesting. But, but, you know, I didn't even do good in that class. That was like, you know, that was supposed to be the easiest. I took the class because that was supposed to be the easiest Mm. science class you could take at Mercy University. And I made a C in that class. So, oh, well, yeah. So here we are talking about science and Christianity and I'm I'm going ahead and laying my cards on the table and you are too. Trey, this is not our area of expertise. Yeah. I love, now I did teach my kids science in homeschool. So I was a homeschool dad. Oh, so your kids are probably not very good at science either, are they? And believe it or not, I thought I loved biology until I took it. And then for whatever reason, I had a real, I really like physical sciences. So the chemistries and the physics, I love that. And so I was much better at that. Yeah, I mean, and I enjoy so, talking about it. I enjoy watching yeah. science documentaries. And the same with me, yeah. But all we that. get all yeah. advanced stuff. It's just not my thing. So so exactly. we're talking about science and Christianity. I mm-hmm. think, Trey, you and I would say that, you know, we're we're pretty good with the Christianity thing. We both mm-hmm. have theological degrees, and we've studied Christianity for years and are growing in our faith still. And uh, But science is probably not our strongest suit. So we understand that if you're listening, you might be listening, and science might be your strong suit. Mm-hmm. And so understand that Trey and I, we are not scientists. We Amen. might get some things wrong here. We recognize that. You might say, well, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I get it. This is not our area of expertise. We're just doing our best to get through this and talk to you about the relationship between science and Christianity, which I do think we have some things to say about this yeah, that are going to be I helpful. Think, but, I think it's going to be But really all good. the scientific stuff is just not our strong suit. This, there's, there's, just while I'm talking about it, there's a great book, though, that I've just started reading here recently. It's called Redeeming Science by Vern Poitras. He's an, a wonderful Bible scholar who has a Ph.D. in mathematics. Wow. Uh, and then got mm. called to ministry later on. So he has a Ph.D. in mathematics, and, now he, and he also has like a Ph.D. in some type of theology. I don't know his Old Testament theology, Gracious. but so, so super smart guy. He's yeah, read, I would say he wrote so. a he wrote a commentary on re, the Book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. That is it's a short commentary, but one of my absolute favorites. Just a wonderful author, very very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's written this book on science and Christianity and the relationship between the two. It's, it's a long book. I just started it yesterday. It's like six hundred page books. It might wow. take me a while to get through it. Wow. I'll let you know how it turns out. Hopefully, it won't put me to sleep. But I'm looking forward to learning from him about the relationship between science and Christianity because it's, it is kind of a hot button issue for us in the Christian faith right now. Um, and it's also a hot button for us in at church because we're going through Genesis yeah, and a lot yeah, and of the things. And that's, that's why I wanted yeah, to talk about yeah, this. Because, yeah, because we finished Genesis chapter 3. We're mm-hmm. on into 4 and 5 now and getting to some of the more of the narrative. But when you start talking about the beginning parts of mm-hmm. Genesis chapters 1, 2, and 3, these science questions come up. Oh, yeah. You know, because creationism versus evolution yeah. and dinosaurs and fossil records. Right, and right. We've already talked about the age of the earth and some mm-hmm. of the things that are related to that. But these science questions come up when you look at Genesis 1 in particular mm-hmm. and in the chapters 2 and 3. And so I thought it would be good for us to at least have a conversation about the relationship between science and Christianity. Mm-hmm. Again, recognizing that, Trey, you and I, we're, we're pastors we're Bible students. We don't study science as, as near as much as other people do, but hopefully some of the things that we say in this episode will help you to at least think through the relationship between science and Christianity. And I will also say this. I'm, I'm never against somebody saying, well, you know, you said, but the reality is, and it, it helps me 
do a better job next time. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So. But just, if you send us emails, make sure they're nice. <laughs> I agree with that like, now. Good try, Pastor. Good try. Here's some issues. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but we still love you. We do. Hey, and man. we'll take you out to lunch. And hope that, yeah, you. yeah. And yeah. hope you love us too. Yeah, that, right, right, right. Um, so today we're going to be talking about five truths about science and Christianity and really ask the question, doesn't, si- doesn't science contradict Christianity? Yeah, because that's what people think. Science Amen. and Christianity uh, contradict each other, but I don't think that's the case. We're going to talk about that. Well, the Psalms uh, actually, you know, uh, we were having a discussion with the boys in my, in one of the in our student ministry, and we were talking about have you ever, what have you ever seen God do? And I always I always try to point people to the heavens, say, look yeah, at all that God yeah. did. So in Psalm nineteen, the first few verses, listen to what it says: The heavens declare the glory mm-hmm. of God. Yeah, the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech. Nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. Now, that's very poetic language, obviously, but the point's real clear. Mm-hmm. That, that you know, this, this world that we live in, every bit of it, mm-hmm. to the top, tiniest atom, all of it points to the glory of God. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's, not a, there's not a, a part of our creation or a place in God's creation that does not point to his glory. Amen. So That's let's what talk we're about it. Let's talk about it. Number one, you can be an intelligent scientific thinker and still hold religious beliefs. Now, the world would say, no, you cannot. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, I, some of you listening might have heard this name before, uh, Richard Dawkins. Mm-hmm. He is a famed atheist. Him. He wrote years ago a book called The God Delusion, uh, talking about how, you know, those of us who believe in God are deluded. Are deluded. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And so this is what he said. He, he pointed to a 1998 study which which said that only seven percent of American scientists in the National Academy of Sciences believe in a personal God. Mm. Wow. So there's not many Christians, according to Dawkins, yeah, that are, Dawkins. Are, are scientists. That if you are a scientist, if you are a legit scientist, then then uh, then you are going to be an atheist, or you're going to doubt the existence of God. But we already said this. That that's just not reality. Mm-hmm. That historically speaking, uh, some of, of of scientists, some of science's most intelligent minds. Uh, were believers in God. They might not have believed uh, in the way that we do, you know, mm-hmm. in the death and the death and resurrection of Jesus. But, but historically speaking, there have been many scientists who would point to intelligent design. There, mm-hmm. There's got to be a God out there somewhere who made all this happen. Now, whether that scientist, you know, uh, pointed to the God of the Bible, who knows? But, but we can go back and look at science and look at uh, scientists and what they've written and how they've pointed us to God. For example. Albert Einstein. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Pretty smart guy. I would say he's probably one of the most brilliant men that ever lived. That, that, that's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. I don't know, but that's what <laughs> that's I've been what told. I've heard, right? So he wrote this. He wrote, everyone who is seriously involved in the pursuit of science becomes convinced that a spirit is manifest in the laws of the universe, a spirit vastly superior to that of man, and one in the face of which we with our modest powers must feel humble. The scientist's religious feeling takes the form of a rapturous amazement at the harmony of natural law, which reveals an intelligence of such superiority that compared with it, all the systematic thinking and acting of human beings is an utterly insignificant reflection. 
That sounds intelligent. It even sounds just, intelligent. <laughs> I'm telling you. I think you. what he's saying there is, yeah. I think there's a God. Yeah, exactly. Right? So you think about someone like Albert Einstein, and he's just one example of many throughout history. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, think about like Galileo and others that were just these significant scientific mm-hmm. minds would all say, yeah, there, there's a God. There's there's some kind of intelligent designer uh, that, that made all of this, and we should be humble for his presence. You know, the deists are, are, are ridiculed and scorned is, is, is trying to say that they're Christians, you know, that we had founding fathers are Christians. But the whole point of deism is that God created it all and then took his hands off. Right. So right. they still believed in right. an ultimate mover of all yeah, things, you yeah. know, and, and that idea of intelligent design. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's go on to number two. Ultimately, science cannot answer the question of the existence of yeah, God. Yeah, so I thought this was really helpful. Okay, so there, there's there's this world-renowned uh, Christian physicist. His name's Brian Greene, and he, he said this, and I, and I think this is really helpful. Um, science is very good at answering the how questions. Mm-hmm. We, we know that. I mean, for those of us who have taken a science class before, I mean— Biology tells us how the body works. Mm-hmm. Environmental science tells us how the environment works. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whatever the case may be, chemistry tells us about how chemicals work or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, the periodic table, all those kind of things. And right, so, right. So you have all of these um, uh, different science sciences that that explain how things work, and that's really helpful helpful for us. So, so Brian Greene says science is very good at answering the how questions. How did the universe evolve to the form that we see? But it is woefully inadequate in addressing the why questions. Why is there a universe at all? Yeah. These are the meaning questions which many people think religion is particularly good at dealing with. So you think about it, um, science is good at answering the how questions, but it does not answer the why questions. I like that. I think that's absolutely right. But but faith does. Mm-hmm. For those of us who are followers of Jesus, when we turn to the Bible, the Bible is answering why. Mm-hmm. We, we've seen that already in Genesis. Why did God create us? Mm-hmm. Uh, why did... Um, why did God give us purpose? I mean, why, why? Why? And so the Bible is is answering those questions for us. The Bible, on the other hand, it doesn't answer all the how questions. It answers some of them. Sure. But it doesn't answer all the how questions, but it does answer a lot of our why questions. And so just understanding uh, that that I mean, that's where science falls short. Yeah, I would agree. It, it, it doesn't tell us science has not discovered the meaning of life. Exactly. At God all. Tell, at all. No, no. But God <laughs> tells us the meaning of life. Yeah. And so so just understanding that I think is super helpful, that we can turn to science to uh, grow in our knowledge of how things work. Uh, but science isn't going to answer those questions that are that, that our hearts long to be answered. My uh, own son-in-law was at one point a uh, one of those people, mm. and uh, uh, Patrick. And uh, he will tell you that when he started to investigate the why. Yeah. In science, yeah, he it was very depressing, very hard, yeah. very dark, yeah. very dark time in his life. And so, if we go all out for science, uh, in his own words, and he was a true, he was more than a skeptic. He just didn't believe at all. Yeah, and uh, I'm telling you, uh, there there are, there are no answers to life. And life's you think questions. about it, Trey, if you if you start to ask the science questions and you leave out faith, or if you leave out, um, um religion altogether, uh, or just morality Mm -hmm. even, Mm -hmm. then you begin to not ask the ethical questions that need to be asked. Yeah, yeah. For example, I mean, science has been um, able to do stem cell research. Mm. But if you leave the ethics out of stem cell research, then where does that leave you? 
Mm. And so, so, so that's what, what religion does. That's what faith does. That's what for us as Christians, we're able to do. We're, we're able because of our, our beliefs mm-hmm. based on scripture to come alongside of science say, okay, now let's ask the ethical questions about stem cell research. Let's ask the ethical questions about euthanasia or abortion. Let's, let's ask these ethical questions and, and see. And, and again, those, those are the why questions. And so again, you know, uh, science is great. It shows us how, but, but it really does need those, those, those faith-based questions. Why, why, why? And those ethical questions that, that we need to ask in, in those scientific situations. So, yeah. Just because we can doesn't mean we should. That's right. That's and right. now they're able to unzip the DNA and literally place different things inside the DNA. Yeah. So we can start to have children that are perfect without disease and all these other things. And they're asking, is that really what we should be doing? Yeah, that's an ethical question. Yeah. And that is something that shouldn't be, that should not be scientifically based. Right. Because they're not doing that. They're only going to tell you that we can do it, but the question is, should we do right, it? You know? Right, right, right. All right. Well, number three, miracles of the Bible are certainly possible when you start with God rather than science. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, Here's what science would say. The miracles aren't possible. In fact, when I was uh, at Mercer University, I think I've told you, Trey, that um, uh, that was a pretty liberal university mm-hmm. as far as what they believed. Uh, that, and I was taking some Christianity classes. I was taking Old Testament survey. And, you know, our Old Testament pr- professor told us very clearly these miracles in the Bible, they did not happen. Mm. Uh, they're myth. They were stories that were made up to encourage the the people, right. the case maybe, but they didn't really happen, you know. Uh and, and so the reason why that professor said that is because that professor didn't start with God, the supernatural. Mm-hmm. That professor started with the natural. And that's what science does. Science starts with what we can see and observe and mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm. Uh, science does not start with, with God, mm-hmm. right? But when you start with God as the basis of your life rather than science, then, then certainly the miraculous is possible. And, 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 and listen, I mean, there are things, and, and, and you, you're, you're a testimony of this, your story. Oh, boy, yes. Science doesn't answer the no, question of how you're alive. Uh, no, there's no way. And all those scientists, doctors would tell you yeah. that's true. Just what they, you went through no and idea. almost lost your life and how God brought you back. And, you know, here you are, you know, years later when the doctors told you you would only have months or a couple years to live, and mm-hmm. that was years ago. Yeah. Science doesn't answer that. That, that, that is, that is supernatural. Exactly. You've experienced a supernatural healing in your life mm-hmm. that, that science cannot account for. Yeah, right. The, those are the things that make doctors shrug the shoulders. Well, how did that happen? Well, we yeah. know how it happened. God, because yeah. you start with God rather than, than the natural. Mm-hmm. You start with the supernatural exactly. rather than the natural. And so, so when we start with the supernatural, we understand that God exists, that he has ordered the world, that he's created everything, that mm-hmm. he has purpose and meaning for us, and that he is a supernatural God. Then the miracles certainly are possible. And we're able to explain those unexplainable things. Mm-hmm. When someone walks out of the hospital well, when the doctor said, hey, he only has weeks to live. Well, well, God did something supernatural. Mm-hmm. That was a healing of God that mm-hmm. we give God praise for, right? Amen. So, yeah. Well, it, you know, the the whole, our whole belief system is based on so much that is yeah. supernatural. Yeah. I mean, without things like uh, Jesus being born of a virgin. Yeah. Which is impossible. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, right. we don't even That's have right. anything. That's right. So. That's right. And so when you begin to doubt the supernatural, right, the kind of like what my professor did at Mercer, when mm-hmm. you begin to doubt the supernatural, then your faith really does begin to crumble. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you can see why. Yeah, you can't really have faith anymore because because faith is 
is is basing your trust in what you cannot see or cannot, mm-hmm. you know, explain. It, it is is putting your trust in the supernatural. Amen. All right. Well, let's go on to number four. And this is a big one. And I think this is where most people think we 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 lose, I guess, is is what I'm trying to get at. Because most people think that evolution has disproven Christianity. And the truth is that evolution has not disproven yeah. Christianity. Right. Right. Well, you know, I, and again, I'm not an expert in this, uh, and I don't think you are either, Trey. I'm I not. I haven't given a, I mean, I've, I've read things, I've, I've taken some science classes in high school, all those kind of things. But you think about evolution, the way I was taught about evolution, the way I understand evolution is evolution is more of a philosophy mm-hmm. than it is a science in some ways. Now, a scientist won't tell you that. A scientist will tell you, no, evolution is, is fact. It is It is science. Uh, but there's a difference between the science of evolution and the philosophy of evolution. Uh, the evolution, in a lot of ways, it, it's it's a worldview. Mm-hmm. It's a way of thinking of things. And and there are a lot of holes uh, in evolution. There's a lot of, of questions that are unanswered. And and so so and, and and even if now we don't believe this, we believe in Genesis one that God created with the sound of His voice, that He brought things into existence, and and and, and He did not use a evolutionary process. Mm-hmm. Now there are are some Christians who believe in evolution mm-hmm. and who believe that God used the evolutionary process to bring about His creative order. I don't believe that. I believe what Genesis one says mm-hmm. that God spoke and things came into, into existence. But um, evolution has not; it has not for one moment disproven Christianity. And even if, even if, you know, uh, there are elements of evolutionism that are correct, that we involve from apes or whatever the case may be, uh, what is the first cause? It's God. Well, you see what I'm saying? That, that <laughs> at the end of the day, um, has, there has to be there, a first, first cause. cause. So where's that first cause? Just a random explosion or whatever the case may be. Um, and so, so all that to say, evolution has not disproven God. No, no one. You can't. You can't scientifically disprove the existence of God. No one has ever done so, nor will anyone ever be able to do so. It's just, it's just not possible. So, evolution has not disproven the God of the Bible. And, and I would say, and I would say, it's, it's never going to. I mean, no, it's not like tomorrow no. we're going to wake up and say, "Oh my heavens." We can't believe anything that we believe anymore because they, right? And and the interesting thing about this whole thing, when it comes to uh, science, is science themselves are always modifying what they believed two years ago, five yep. years ago, a yep. hundred years ago. Yep. Uh, Darwinian evolution versus current what they call modern modern uh, thinking evolution. They're different. They're actually different. They're much yep. different. So absolutely. Uh, anyway, w- you know, we just got to be very careful basing our lives on something that changes all the time. Yeah. Whereas we, as believers, we again, I like what you said. We go back to Genesis one. We start there. That's how we. And so it's it's a, it's an unchanging thing. You That's know? right. And, um, That's right. And That's most right. people uh, need that in their lives. You know. Absolutely. I need to know that. Absolutely. Uh, evolution has not disproven Christianity. And then number five, and we will finish up with this. Uh, Christians, and I, I like this too, Christians do not ignore science. Instead, and this is powerful, instead we let science lead us to worship. Yeah. Man, that yeah. is a great yeah, way yeah. to look so at we, it. We talk, you talked about this, Trey. You talked about, you know, the way the world views Christians is mm-hmm. the world views Christians as, you know, kind of 
backwoods people who don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. As Christians, we should be very interested in science mm. because it answers some good questions. Oh, I think so. How the world works. I mean, uh, for those of you who are, are, are interested in science and, and study science, I mean, to study physics, if that's the kind of mind God has given you to have a desire to study physics or to study biology mm-hmm. or to study whatever, that's, that's good. And, 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 and the, the discoveries that are made in science are good. And, and every discovery uh, that is made in science should be something for us as Christians that lead us to say, wow, look at how God, look at how amazing Amen. God is. It should lead us to worship. New scientists, scientific discoveries uh, do not contradict the God of the Bible New scientific discoveries help us to see how intricately God is at work in his creation. And so it does. We don't ignore science. We should study science. Amen. Christians should be the best scientists in the world, right? We should be because we want to discover what God has done in this world and how he has made it and, and all the intricacies of this world. Uh, so we don't ignore science. But when we uh, we study science, we should we should let it lead us to worship a creative God who has done an amazing work in this world. You know, I've seen, I, I'm sure you've seen the video that uh, Louis Giglio does yeah. where he goes deeper and deeper into astronomy. Yeah. And uh, the more you study astronomy, the more you are wowed by That's God. That's right. That's right. You know, you see these things that has taken thousands of years for us to finally see. And all it does is point you further to God, yeah, the yeah. heavens that declare the glory yeah, of God. And that, yeah. is, that, that was a big deal to me. And yeah. uh, if you've not seen that video, it's a great, it awesome good. video. Yeah. Amen. Well, Pastor, this has uh, been a good good uh, study. Uh, obviously, we don't know a lot about it. But, no, we, this you know, is what we know. It's all we got. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all we all got. We, got. we have. But we do. I, we still, I think it was important that we say, you know, we are not, uh, we are not against science. Right. We are... Uh, Actually, as Christians, want there to be a good scientific understanding of what it means to be a follower of Christ. Absolutely. And we bring science in as, as necessary to understand the how, whereas we are telling you the, the important things of life, the why. Yeah. And uh, that's that that makes a great impact on our lives. Good, good. All right, Pastor. Well, uh, this has been good. And uh, why don't you close us out and get us ready for next week? Absolutely. Well, we do hope that this has been helpful for you today. And if it's been helpful for you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. If you don't mind right now, leave us a five-star review because those five-star reviews help us to get the word out about this podcast. And as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.